Welcome to Life Decoded. Hi, I'm Nancy Mendez. I believe every life is a story to the world, so make sure it's inspiring. Through my podcast, I'd like to bring to life inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So let's embark on this journey to get informed and inspired. Today on my podcast, I have a childhood friend of mine whom I have known since the age of five. She was my classmate and now she is a successful entrepreneur who owns and spearheads her own marketing and event media company called Samora Enterprising Works. She is also a founder of the Diabetic Food Trade. Hello Seema. And I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. Hi, Nancy. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for uh, accepting my invite. And let's get down to business. Can you please tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur heading your own marketing and event media company? So to begin with, nothing in my life has uh, been planned as such. You know, I really didn't sit and sketch my life's journey or, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I had the ambition to be this or that. Yeah, I did want to be a doctor. and But then I, that kind of change, I think every child wants to be a doctor or an engineer. Uh, but I just took the, uh, took the path that led me to where I am today. So or any opportunity uh, that knocked at my door, I took it up. So I started, of course, um, you know, with um, with uh, the hotel industry. But uh, I think I, I just worked there for about uh, a year and then moved into media and PR. And slowly from uh, media PR to, you know, uh, hardcore events. And I realized that's where my passion lies. And um, yes, yeah, so I've been doing events for the last now 20 plus years, worked at various places and um, eventually started my own small boutique event agency. So I know, as you said, like every child's wish is uh, when you're growing up, it's always like you have to be an engineer, doctor or a lawyer. So as you said, you know, you're started off envisioning yourself as a doctor and then it slowly has you walk through the journey, it changed to what you are today. So uh, just to understand, like in this competitive world or in this competitive industry as such, what is that thing that you that helps you to manage and be afloat? Being a woman, there is, you know, different treatment, you know, in the, in the industry. As an entrepreneur, you may have encountered different setbacks or, you know, anything or challenges, you know, on your way. So how would you describe your journey in these last 20 years as an entrepreneur? So I would say that, um, of course, uh, did face a lot of challenges and uh, there were hurdles on the way, but um, I didn't face um, any uh, you know, particular uh, discrimination uh, as a woman. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe a media advertising world... Uh, already has so many women, you know, and in positions of power and on, on a very uh, high management level. So I didn't really face any discrimination as a woman. But yes, um, trying to make your own niche in this world, it's a very competitive uh, industry, very low threshold for any anybody actually to come and, you know, uh, enter 
the event industry. Uh, but I think uh, we stood apart because one is we deliver the best that we can deliver and we have a great uh, team that has some great ideas. So I think one of the key reasons we have been successful and have worked with uh, uh, so many multinationals and the top uh, companies uh, and industries today is because we have come up with some very innovative uh, ideas. So that sets us apart. And yeah, so it's it's been a great journey. I wouldn't frankly have any complaints. It's been really, really good for, for us at least. So why uh, you said you were in the hotel industry and you yeah. made that shift into events and marketing. So yeah. were you always having that mindset or it just happened by luck or as you said, you no know, opportunity knocked at your door. So is this like an opportunity that knocked at your door or were you always thinking that you wanted to become uh, no. an So the thing is that uh, I, uh, I mean, you know, uh, after I graduated in micro zoo and then I joined the government law college, I wanted to be a lawyer because, you know, I was, I was good at debating and of course, arguing and things like that. I'd love to uh, speak on various issues, but after one year in um, government law college and doing my law, I realized that's not for me. And I joined the uh, uh, Sophia Polytech and did my catering management. Now, when I did that and I got a job in the hotel industry, I worked for a year. But as you, as you said, I mean, I got a fantastic opportunity with a financial advertising firm uh, to be the PR executive. And I thought, wow, this would be interesting. Uh, why not try it? I, I'm more of a maverick, you know, so I, I take up whatever challenges come my way if I see something different and there was nothing there was no great as I said goal or an ambition in mind so I moved with the flow and uh, I realized that uh, PR media events is my thing so I just I just I think it was just very gradual very organic it uh, it was very smooth uh, transitions it wasn't pre-planned nothing I just moved with the flow so you are in this industry for the past 20 years correct Yes. Okay. So has uh, we talked about uh, doctor, lawyer, engineer. So you partly had something set up as a doctor, then you went into becoming a lawyer. And okay, so engineer, not engineer, but you know, you're doing something which you are you're passionate many about. Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're passionate about. That's a good thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. This industry is a very demanding industry and you may be having to go through deadlines and you know, the stress levels may be going up. How do you manage to cope up with all this happening around you? I think the stress levels have to be managed by the people and my team because I, I drive them nuts. Yeah. Being, uh, you know, always trying to aim towards perfection. But I have realized that over the years and stressing about something is really not the thing. You need to kind of take a deep breath and get the job done. I also say that, you know, event management is contingency uh, management and people management. If you've got these two things correct and sorted, I think event management just kind of happens and the events happen and it's a success. So I always plan for contingencies. I always have 
a backup plan. There's always plan B whenever I'm doing an event. Secondly, I always ensure that people who are working with me are enjoying themselves. They're equally passionate. They're equally, I mean, they're all giving their 100%. Because at the end of the day, we have to ensure the, the entire onus is on us to deliver a successful uh, event. Yes, there are stress levels, but then there are, which job doesn't have its, uh, you know, stress. Even till the last event that I have done, and uh, even after 20 years, uh, I don't think that passion has decreased. So can you give us one incident of an event which you went overboard or you, you know, you liked it so much that you can take back those memories? Oh, there are several, but a few events that have touched my heart and I have loved doing them. One is, of course, the IPL where we handled uh, and managed Rajasthan Royal. The first year we did everything for them. It was fantastic. It was a different experience. Doing Toon Cricket, that's one of the events uh, conceptualized by me for Cartoon Network. And that was another completely different uh, event for, for children and was fabulous. Of course, my diabetic food trail, another initiative that I did, that was passion driven. That's very close to my heart. Yeah. For your events, you may have to travel and you may have to step out of your comfort zone as well as, you know, go away from the family. How does your family take it and how do you manage that work-life balance? I think they've been very supportive, my family. I don't think there were no objections at all. Everything was so good. Everybody was supportive. My husband now works with me. So we travel together. We do events together. He was in media and advertising for like 15 plus years. And then I kind of, you know, pulled him over to my uh, two events. And it's fabulous. I mean, I've had frankly no hurdles on that end. So because Sorry? your husband, no, because you and your husband are partnered in this venture, so it makes sense. And I guess you know you guys know when you have you know work as well as, as well as a life. Um, yes. You talked about um, your uh, food trail, diabetic food trail. Can you tell us a journey how you went from you know becoming an event and marketing you know that profession? All of a sudden, you went into the food industry, or you could say health industry or lifestyle change industry. So the thing is that I have been a diabetic for the last now, uh, I would say about 17, 18 years. Uh, my my mom, dad were diabetic. So it runs in the family. Is genetic, yeah. is hereditary. I was, my parents passed away because of disease related to diabetes. As they say, nobody dies of diabetes, but diabetes affects the muscles of the body. So you die of a heart attack, you die of a kidney failure, you die. These are the various things that happen to you, uh, related diseases. And that's always been, uh, you know, one kind of a Democles sword over our heads that we all are diabetic. Having said that, uh, I never really took care. And even though I was diabetic, as you said, uh, life is so stressful. Events makes uh, it's a very, very busy life. We travel so much. There is no routine set. So you, you're not gymming at the right time. You're not eating the right kind of foods. We not only travel uh, out of the uh, country, but in India, within Mumbai, when we're going for meetings. And we I realized one fine day, you know, uh, we were in between meetings and we had to do lunch. And I said, okay, since I just started eating healthy, I said, come on, let me see what we get so I just 
tweeted and I put out a, a message on uh, FB asking people any healthy place to eat around Dada. And there wasn't a single one. And that's what got me thinking. I said, there is not a single place where a diabetic can eat. And we have so many. Currently, we have 77 million diabetics in our country. And mm -hmm. uh, there is not a single place we can say that serves food that is healthy for a diabetic. It's not that they have to eat anything drastically different. It's all about maybe lower carbohydrates, no sugar, lesser oil, no cream. It's very little adjustment. And that got me thinking. I know that the in the first year itself, within two months, we had brought Britannia and Biocon on board, who sponsored the event, brought in about 200 restaurants across five cities. And we actually curated menus fit for diabetics. Every menu had its nutritional value uh, mentioned under every dish. It was fabulous. It was, a, it was a big hit. People were like so glad that, okay, we are going out to eat. I can eat from this menu. I frankly everybody could eat from a diabetic menu because it's a healthy menu so and you had a calorie uh, count and carbohydrates whatever it, those had carbo it had it had its calorie count proteins uh sugars fat total nutritional value mentioned so you know that okay this is this is the choice i have and i make a i make a healthy choice i make an informed choice and that's what i wanted and was really a great initiative and met with a reasonable amount of success uh, we so we did it for two years uh, in a row. We did a lot of things. We did with the, with this. We did like a dessert uh, trail where you had diabetic desserts. We had we did fitness trail where we actually brought people to these various gyms and did a fitness session. A diabetic has to not only look at the medication, food, but also fitness, which is very very important. Yeah, so it was a it was a good success and well supported by these two big multinationals. So when you say we, you are talking about the Britannia and the other other one, what you mentioned? Biocon, Biocon. Biocon. So these were the two yes. major companies who partnered with you to promote yes. Yes. this food trip. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, that was my next question. Like you had these uh, two big companies backing you up. So you said you ran it for two years. So when was this and is it still on autopilot? Is it running no, this project of uh, yours? No, it isn't. Uh, I think one of the reasons is yes, uh, finding a sponsor for this initiative. It is not easy. People want to do something which is, you know, people prefer sponsoring that is more in your face. But these initiatives are really hard to market. Okay. So we never... We never really made a great profit out of it, but it's a lot of work because we used to contact all these restaurants, sit with them, curate the menus with the chefs, explain to them what things can go, cannot go into it. We had a diabetologist on board. We had nutritionist on board. And uh, it's a very, I would I would say, a difficult process, uh, the entire initiative. Uh, so though we would like to continue and I wanted to do it in many more cities, I think there are other ways that I could, you know, basically see the aim was to kind of build awareness for diabetes. There is so little awareness about diabetes and uh, its consequences. People are not even testing themselves. People had not, when I started in 2015, going out and meeting people, they didn't even know and they had not even heard of HbA1c, that you have to do this test, that it matters. It's a three-month uh, glycolated Testing. levels of glucose. Yeah. So I have some ideas. 
ideas for a new initiative that we could do wherein we build awareness so that people can stop the early onset of diabetes. There are children who are getting diabetic and that I'm not talking about type 1, I'm talking about type 2 type diabetes. Two. And that's something that is totally lifestyle it's related. Dangerous, yeah. It's it's lifestyle related. It's mm -hmm. the kind of lifestyle we are leading now and really unhealthy lifestyle with the food they eat, with the gadgets they're working on, they're not going out to play, there's less fitness. There are a lot of various reasons and I think we can uh, combat it by awareness. That's something, I, I mean, I do have a couple of ideas uh, for that and I hope to kind of initialize it in the next few months or in the so near future. So it's that's your dream project, I guess, moving forward. Yeah, it is. It's and you have challenges of finance and all. Do you think that the government can uh, partner with you? Because this is something related to the masses. And, you know, maybe if the government can partner or you can go and speak to them, would that be a doable thing for you? So the thing is that I have written to the state health ministry as well as to the center, but no response. I tried calling them. I gave them. I've sent an email with introduction to this uh, project of mine but I haven't got any response I have been meaning to do that I mean I've been I want to take it uh, on a little ward footing as I say I want to kind of see if there are contacts that I could connect with and know somebody in the health ministry and get this project it's very simple I mean I, you know Nancy I just want to start with simple blood testing in schools and colleges okay we look at uh, the academic uh, score sheets why not look at your health score sheets why not have a health card you enter college you do a blood test which is mandatory which will monitor your uh, your sh sugar levels will check your hemoglobin your cholesterol simple things that you will know okay this child may in the near futures contract this or you know a cardiac disease or or diabetes is just building awareness I, we can really stop millions of people from getting diabetic at or, an early you know, stage right yeah at an early stage yes, because yeah. it's all it can all be reversed at an early stage it's a very out of that. out of the box thinking of yours and i think if you get that uh, the right mindset of team to work with you, I'm sure you'll be able to do wonders in that uh, field of yours, what you're thinking, you're in the right track. So Seema, I just, uh, I know we got into your professional and a little bit of your, you know, the side hustle that you're doing with your diabetic food train. Now let's go to your personal aspects. You know, there should be some kind of a motivation to do all of this. So what is your motivation? Honestly, uh, Nancy, I have always been self-motivated. So there isn't one incident. I think it's, it's just life uh, in general, uh, my experiences, people I have come across incidents that have happened I see these things and I think I need to do something you know go beyond not just do events not just uh, fulfill my personal ambition I do want to do something like this uh, for the larger good but it is very difficult in India to you know kind of get started on these things that's, <laughs> and I that, have to push myself that's a good thing because you're thinking you're not only thinking about yourself but you're thinking of you know helping the larger uh, community so who is your role model honestly 
I've never had a role model. I like to imbibe different things from different people. A book can inspire me. A movie can inspire me. Uh, somebody's words can inspire me. Um, so I somehow I've. It's not that I was seeking for a, uh, seeking a role model, but I've never had a role model. But there have been people, their qualities that that kind of touch me. Yeah, then I like would like to imbibe those nicer qualities in into me so it's like your everyday process when you look at somebody and maybe somebody is motivating yeah, you yeah 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 i think you know i'm also on the same page when you talk about who is your role model you know every day you learn something new and the role models can be different every day yeah uh, so how do you spend your me time with my husband <laughs> my <laughs> my me time is with him i mean we just love being with each other so i don't necessarily want to be alone honestly i don't want to do things on my own what i do on my own is okay i go to the gym uh, i go for a walk that those are the two things i do by myself but otherwise uh, i thank god i have like found a great companion in manoj and i do almost everything with him we we travel together we go for a movie or we go for a walk we go we go to the beach that's my that's, time that's, that's my time that's good that's good. what is the one question that you would want me to ask you and which i have not asked you today i think you asked me <laughs> every <laughs> pretty much <laughs> uh but one question that uh, uh, i get asked often nowadays is uh, what 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 is this pandemic doing what mm-hmm. where is it heading what what is the future hopefully we should see the end of it with these vaccinations happening we see the end of it by the end of 2021 and 2022 we see everything going back to normal but having said that i think the way we are heading there are going to be more pandemics and more uh, of these kind of illnesses viruses problems we are having with the environment so seema i've um, also had the pleasure of tasting some of your delicacies i'm sure that we didn't talk about it today but i must tell you you are you wonderful pickles and uh, you gave me some other i think it was it once you gave me a cake or a dessert or something like that and it was really awesome and you said you did it yourself so i'm guessing that would be your side hustle or is it like a hobby that you do so cooking is my passion again you know it's something i just love doing it comes to me very naturally and during this pandemic phase i i was experimenting doing a lot of baking cooking a lot of my friends and family said why don't you uh, you know start selling what you cook why don't you actually come up with a menu and i did just that it did reasonably well and though i didn't really put out my menu or send it out or re-advertise but i was getting a lot of odd i did a lot for christmas i don't think i baked uh, so many cakes in my entire life as i baked uh, during that one month 15 days of christmas i would say pickles i've been doing for like now the last 5 uh, 6 years and i have uh, exported it to uh, canada yes to vancouver to chicago i've got one bottle too <laughs> <laughs> yeah australia i've i've been doing that and it's um, it's doing well i think i get those genes from my mother who was also a very good cook. so naturally i cook well and you can make out from the healthy frame that i am in being a woman 
you have worn several hats like up an entrepreneur of giving back to the community and uh, also being a family person and also a cook as you said what message would you like to give to the women out there who are enterprising or who are like stay at home moms can you give us give them a or to the listeners to give them a positive message i would say that just go with your heart what your heart says where your passion drives you just go with it enjoy life and enjoy what you're doing give it your very best i believe in giving 100% to whatever i'm doing i don't allow any negativity you know to block my uh, path be optimistic uh, be positive and you will definitely see success let nothing stop you net so it is not this message is not gender related it is for everyone It's, yeah so yeah, that absolutely. that's a good thing because you main thing is to be passionate about what you're doing and to have the positive mindset and that's yes. where you can do wonders in your life thank you yes. so seema it was a wonderful to have you after so many years uh, i think but we we used to meet during vacation but uh, on a, a professional level to interview my uh, childhood friend is um, definitely i must uh, say nancy i'm so proud of you for uh, you know i mean how you have also in i mean i remember us when we were kids but how you have grown uh, you know running your own business plus doing i'm i was like i was telling my uh, husband i said my god nancy has actually started a podcast i am so proud of her and so believe me i am really proud of you you yes. have done some really great great work thank you seema it was you know actually as you said every day you are learning something new something inspired me to board but just all mine nancy it was a really nice i had a really nice time talking to you thank yes. you so much that was an amazing story to hear more such inspiring stories log on to my website lifedecoded.com that's l i f e d c o d e d.com and subscribe rate and review this podcast Listen anytime and anywhere on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. Until next time, stay safe and inspired.